There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Why am I doing this character from the top? Uh, hey, Nerdist Podcast Live, probably coming to a city near you. Here are a bunch of live dates where Matt, Joan, and I are going to be appearing in the coming months. Obviously, November 30th, we will be in Northampton, Massachusetts uh, at Iron Horse. January 6th at 930 Club in D.C., and here's the new dates, just announced, as in right now, just announced. March 2nd, Boulder, Colorado, at the Boulder Theater. March 3rd, stateside at the Paramount in Austin, Texas. March 23rd, Philadelphia, the Trocadero. March 24th, the Variety Theater in Atlanta. April 12th, Madison, Wisconsin, at the Majestic. April 13th, the Vic in Chicago, which I believe is during C2E2, nerds. Information and ticket sales and all of that good stuff are uh, will be at Nerdist.com uh, as soon as we get the tickets on sale, which I believe will be later this week. And if you're hearing this after this week, then those tickets are on sale. And if you're hearing the show next year, boy, the shows were great! Enough of my blabbity chats. Let's get into this episode because it is with, uh, I'm going to say, one of the best comics working today. The Nerdist Podcast, episode number 141, with Dave Attell. Shit, yeah. Now entering Nerdist.com. I've not seen Gigolos yet, but I do like I, I do think there's a there's a funny trend in television now where they they have a uh, a fictional show yeah. and then they do the reality version. Like they did that with L Word and then it was like the real L Word. Which is like a that's like that was a working title that made it to air. <laughs> I thought you were gonna rename this. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> already on now. The real uh Dave Attell is here. Yay. In our studio. He's got a set list. By the way, thanks for talking about uh, every show on Showtime but mine. <laughs> that was great. No, glad to be here, guys. How, how's, how's everybody out there in Nerdville? I feel like they're pretty good. Nerdton. Yeah? They're pretty good. Well, this is like a nerd holiday. It's Halloween, or I don't know when this is going to air, but it's definitely some kind of huge 
you know. It is Halloween today. Right. There, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of steampunking going on mm-hmm. right now. It's the original cosplay day. It really is. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people, although they do celebrate uh, Halloween, it's sort of like my father with drinking, where he was like, "No, no, I don't really tear it up." On New Year's Eve, because that's amateur night. Yeah. It is. That's true. It is. There's more cops out on Halloween. That's why I kind of keep it clean. Well, I live in New York. Um, sorry if it's back to me for a second. No, but... this is your show today, so oh, it's all about you, you. No, I live in New York, so you know they have that huge parade. Do you guys have that here in LA? We have the West, yeah, Hollywood, West Hollywood Parade. Really? Which is, is... What it's called? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the parade where one year I saw a, guy, saw a guy dressed as Superman... And then there was a hole cut out of his uh, his his briefs, and then his dick was out, also dressed up as Superman. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing you see at the yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of thing you see at the West Hollywood Parade. How, what, what's it like in New York? Oh, filthier and dirtier than that, but uh, probably not as much now because everyone's so broke. Right, you know? right. You know, people are sharing a costume. You know, <laughs> they, they have the to pants. draw on the dick yeah. costumes. Yes. Yeah, yes. instead of are actually. We can curse on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh yeah, this is a radio. It's a now, podcast. Here we go. You can now buy your costumes at Comics, which is no longer a place. That's true. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's right. Those Halloween places Halloween swoop in and rent them out right for now. a month. Yeah. They turned it into a Halloween store? Yeah. We I loved that's Comics. Did you, did, you do, did you perform at Comics a lot? Uh, the Comedy Club? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I have to say that like we all kind of like poo-pooed that place. Like, you know, who would build a club over here? And like, you know, it was like that weird area of New over York. Chelsea, yeah. Dance clubs and like the Apple Store, that weird, you know, it's like a comedy club. But now I'm like, I miss it because that was a cool space. So I, It was weird I that really they had the club, though, in the front. Like it uh, turned into like a nightclub in the front of the store, yeah, which was, was like, I always thought was odd. It was like a mullet of entertainment. Party <laughs> in the back, <laughs> club in the front. Every once in a while, that sort of happens in the comedy club business where someone goes and it's usually like of someone who was a comic and they'll go you know what we're gonna do we're gonna bring back the old glory <laughs> nightclub days we're gonna serve lobster we're gonna give people nice seats and a really nice atmosphere and i think what you find is now people want a shitty dank club with chicken wings yeah, like it's, yeah. it fucks with their head when they see nice a nice room and chairs and finish a- the <laughs> thought though too many choices Am I right? That's the problem with America. Too many choices. <laughs> we yeah. are, which is a, which is a, a form of stress now that the you know that yeah. now that we have too many choices, that actually stresses people out more than having no choices. The only choice should be how many wings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or like like the bucket of beer. Can you do any better than that? I love a bucket. Of I beer. want a bucket of beer. Yeah. Barrel. Right? And it's smart because they make it like a buck or two cheaper. Yeah, and if you get that many beers, it's so a you're deal. just the asshole with a fucking bucket on the table. I always like that. That always like a good time is about to be had. Not for the comic <laughs> though, but for the for, for the, the audience. You yeah. know. I went to uh, one time. A friend of mine uh, was getting married, and we went to Vegas. Of which some people do. I think it's a disgusting. In every movie. <laughs> in everything. In every movie. If yeah. cinema yeah. is to be believed, that's what people do. And we went to that Hofbrau house, mm. and I don't oh. drink. Uh, and that is the worst place to be in the world, where because they do these weird German uh, yeah. uh, these songs, and uh, people are dumping steins of beer everywhere, and it just it just smells like the fucking bottom of a cab. <laughs> it is a it is a sad it is, yeah. it is a sad state of affairs. It's like you ever watch uh, like any of the I'm sure you know this is a very intelligent. Uh, following of this podcast, oh, yes, of like you watch the History Channel, and they of course. Like, like they've run out of actual like Hitler, like Hitlering. So now it's like the bodyguards of Hitler, Hitler's dog. So that would be like one of those like Germany, nineteen thirty three. Everything was great, and then Hitler, Hitler you know, gigolos, Hitler gigolos, Hitler gigolos. Yeah, there had to be Hitler gigolos. What's well, the sh- what's the, you want to talk about the show that you're doing on Showtime? Well, I'll whore it up. I mean, um, 
Sure. I do a show about retro porn on a Showtime called uh, Dave's Old Porn. And uh, people always ask me, they go, is this your collection of porn? It's like, yeah, parts of it. I mean, I'm like older than every guy in this room, right? I'm like 46, which is like yeah, yeah. a little bit older. In little wizard little. years, how many years is that? That's like 1,012. 1,012 years. Yeah, 1,012 years in wizard years. Yeah, like you know, I'm like definitely like the head wizard in here, and uh, you the know, tallest like, hat. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Tall you know what, Dave? I was wrong about that. That's about two and a half in wizard years because they live thousands of years. Mm, I thought that was midget. They do. Right. They also do. They Damn. they also do. Now we're getting into my act. They yeah. Just, what's up? It's good to see everybody pink slipped on their way out of the building here at oh, E. Oh, yeah. Here's massive the news. layoffs. Yeah. Massive layoffs. You joke about that, but security's going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a show about retro porn. Do you guys like porn? Love I mean, it. You don't I drink, it. right? I don't. So then what's the next thing? Porn. Exactly. Porn fills the hole. Drinking for it? the dick. <laughs> that's really what it is. That is a great, that's definitely a domain name. You better get on <laughs> Drinking it. Drinking right for now. the dick. Get one of you guys on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that the uh, retro porn, the Harry, you know, from the golden age, that's the 70s to the early 80s. Harry Reams. Harry Reams. Mm. There you go. We didn't have him on the show, but we did have, here's some names just to throw them out. Um, Nina Hartley. Of course. Nice. Beautiful, great lady. Uh, Ron Jeremy, of mm-hmm. course. He's the porn star of the millennium. So there you go. Of course he is. So, you know, I don't even know. What about what... Christine Canyon? You have her on? No, we didn't have her on. Christy Canyons. Uh, no. no, we didn't have her. We had Seika. Do you nice. know who that is? Okay. Nice. Uh, we had uh, Sharon uh, Kane. I don't know huh? Sharon. Okay, Sharon Kane was definitely kind of like um, let's think of it like uh, SNL. She was like mm-hmm. the um, uh, like not 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 Christian Wig, but like the second chick. Denitra Vance. I always okay, like to throw it. <laughs> always does a good job. Doesn't get Denitra enough attention. Vance reference. Right. There you yeah. go. And then we had uh, Paul Thomas, who's a director and of course one of the legendary uh, Jews of porn. What about mm-hmm. uh, Peter North? No, we didn't have Peter North on because Peter's in recent. that weird. Uh, I'd love to have him on the show, but he's in that weird like crossover time where mm-hmm. it was like going from the retro, like from film to, to video. Tape, to video, yeah, so, he, yeah. you know, I went to uh, I, I stopped by AEE this year because I happen to be at CES, mm. and uh, and I and what. Well, no. What was that? What was he saying? What is it? What are you doing? <laughs> and so I saw Peter North signing stuff there, and all of my, all the all the images that I have of Peter North are this guy with a blonde mullet, you know, just yeah. looks just looks like a midwestern guy with a fake tan. And uh, but apparently he hasn't shot anything in a long time because he looks like a grandfather now, and it's very them. it's very weird. Well the, well, the weird thing is, of course, being an old man is that like you know I was talking about we had like great comics on it too. You know uh, we had like uh, Jim Norton who knows porn better than me. I mean he could find a three way like like a Indian scout like he could just find <laughs> one in a, in a church picnic. And uh, Bill Burr, um, Adam Carolla. Uh, and then the ladies, of course, uh, Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. uh, which is this week, um, the uh, fetish show just ended, and uh, uh, what you call it, Whitney Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. And uh, Margaret Cho. So it was cool to get like both perspectives of both women watching porn and men watching porn. When's the last time you watched porn with a woman? Go ahead, guys. Um, we'll take calls. Oh, uh, earlier this year. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, it was just uh, me and the lady just kind of like looking through funny porn. Okay. Yeah, go. I kind of you know I was getting earlier this year I I got kind of nostalgic and I was like you know I'm gonna look up some old porn and I like I went and downloaded um, uh, Taboo Two. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. one. And like I was just like oh man, it was great. It was like putting on an old <laughs> record. It, like it was just comfortable yeah. and made me you know remember a lot of things. Uh, uh, Watchman call it's in that one. Uh, uh, Tom Byron, I believe, yes, is in yes, that yeah. one. And he's also another utility player who I'd love to get on the show because he's just so great. And uh, you know. Taboo 2, which is, I think, Raven was the uh, lead in that, yeah. correct? 
Yeah, she did all the taboos, and uh, that is definitely like one of those like touchstone. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and you're also like the a, song is great too. You're like a Dickopedia. All right, <laughs> you got all the. No, I don't know porn as well as like a lot. Uh, I mean, like before the show, like I was into retro porn, but I always thought it was too hairy. And I brought out these young porn stars like Belladonna, Christina Rose, sure. Bobby Starr, and they're like super cool. Like I met them at the AVNs when I hosted, and like yeah. they're just great. Great, like, cool ladies. And, like, the sex to them, they thought, was, like, you know, kind of tame. Because this was before, like, you know, yeah, raw, yeah. retro. Yeah. This is, like, just, like, this. it was more arty than it was. But the hair was what got them. They're like, wow, look at that. This is before mm. waxing, you know, twittering and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. it's a different time. It was, like, you know, like, it's kind of like what America will be like if we don't fix the economy. Just a hairy, filthy mess. <laughs> you know, just sad. You know, every guy is not worked out. There's no P90X. You know, it's just regular dudes. And just regular dudes. But you don't chicks. know. Well, you didn't know what they were shoving their wiener into. It's like a broom. Know. It's like a broom. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, I'm going to hit something. I'll it's, get in there. You know, I'll get in there somewhere. Either way, it does the job. And that's the the, the beauty of this kind of porn. Because it's like, uh, like you said, it's kind of like a, I, there's like hidden treasures in each each little film. Yeah. You know, whether Ecstasy Girls. That was that was one. That's that a good was one. A, you can actually watch it as a normal movie because it's, there's some pretty funny scenes in there. Yeah, there's, they, they used to have a lot more dialogue and, uh, of course, plot and all that kind of stuff. And uh, what I'd love to do is, like, get some of the directors of this porn, like uh, Bobby Chin, who did uh, all the John Holmes, like, you know, the wild, uh, like, he used to do, like, the private eye kind of guy, yeah. John Holmes. So, uh, you know, like, get, get some of that, you know, like, the director point of view. But most of these people go on from, like, doing the films to directing them. So, there you go. That's, I, a, that's a way to, like, stay employed, I'd imagine, for them. Well, in the porn community, yeah. yeah I think yeah, the I, first I porn I ever saw was called Sex Roulette. Mm. And a friend of mine stole it from his dad. And uh, at gunpoint, we shot his dad. We're like, fuck it, we're going <laughs> to take the porn. You might as well finish the job. But it was, the, it was really bizarre. There was, like, an old guy and a bunch of young girls... And then a a black uh, uh, little person w- who wore a derby, and he would stand on phone books, and he had a huge cock, and he would uh, have yeah, sex. Derby dong. Yeah, yeah. What? No. <laughs> uh, Could have been a person. Yeah, yeah. Could have been a person. Been, yeah. I don't remember his name. And he would stand him on phone books and have sex with him on tables. I'm and, getting a call uh, from him right now. I'm sorry, guys. Derby dong. Derby derby dong. You guys talking about me? Go ahead. I'm, I apologize. No, that's all right. So that was your first porn. That was my very first porn. Yeah, but that was like a like a definitely one of those like you know come on let's watch this exactly yeah. yeah. See now it's like so easy you know just like oops I hit the wrong button porn yeah. you know there's all these filters and all that kind of stuff so I think there was something to the whole like setting up the VCR and loading in the tape and you know well, locking shoulder. the door yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah and something to finding it too just I getting wanna, a hold of it when you were a kid I want to yeah. I want to have a website that's just scrambled porn because I have this idea that there's a whole generation of people who get turned on by scrambled porn because that's what they had. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying to make out like is that a shoulder or yeah. a butt crack? And you, and you turn it up really loud because you can kind of hear it under the like the hiss. Yeah, the, exactly, you know. exactly. We could launch that in the Middle East because they're halfway there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's <laughs> no porn to be had over there. Why are we still talking about this? We should be doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's weird the the porn now though. It just it's you know it's gone from just being these movies to just literally it's it, if I'm watching. Uh, porn video now if there is music it take it's weird to me now i'm like oh what is it i just need the weird awkward sounds of an empty room yeah there, there was a lot of silence in these porns yeah screams screams of silence screams of, oh, and, and death rattles <laughs> a lot of Near broken dreams in these yeah, yeah. Do, you but, the movie, do you remember meatballs yeah yeah so the the girl the really hot girl in meatballs was actually a porn star and she was in a she was in a porn version of Alice in Wonderland, and it was like this really oh I've seen she that. was in that I've yeah I had that tape and yeah, she was in she was in Meatballs and that so like so that really hot girl in Meatballs is uh, 
She gets uh, super sexed up by the Mad Hatter. In, Which, uh, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah. I, I have the, I have the uh, Alice in Wonderland tape. Yeah. And, uh, it's the blonde chick, right? She, well, she plays Alice. Yeah, she plays Alice. She's one of the camp counselors or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. there you go. Yep. Okay, because uh, uh, Pia Snow, who's in uh, The Bad Girls. Oh, of like, course, of course. Have you seen it? Like, a lot of these girls, like Annette Haven, who, uh, another legend that we'd love to have, like, on the show, but Annette Haven is, like, she was in Playboy, like, five times, you mm-hmm. know, like, back in the 70s, like, when it was still, like, like you could, I don't know, you, you guys are younger, so maybe, like, you find Playboy very... You know, erotic. Whoa, look at that. She's, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, look I, at her. You know, she's leaning up against a pillar. Yeah. I mean, it used to be more look graphic. Look at those flowing drapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you used to, you know, see some, you know, beef oh, down there. Sure. And now, now there's none of that. So you got to go to Hustler or like Club or Gent. Now, know? the only thing that fascinates me about Playboy now is just I just flip to the birth date and go, Oh, uh, 1992, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's weird. I remember right after Pearl Jam's uh, 10 came out. Yeah. <laughs> I would buy old vintage Playboys on eBay when eBay first started. Like, oh, wow. I would get like 60s and 70s Playboys because they would sell them as like vintage magazines. And I'd that's be like, cool, man. That's what I'm going to do. So they were used? Were I they was used? 16, 17 years old, I assume. Do you think like some of them were like they went to Nam? Do you think like some of them I hope were like so. in Vietnam? Some guys. Well, I'd like to track you know, in a bunker. Yeah. I salute them. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. too bad you can't track those. Oh, the history. <laughs> the history. It's like you can enter you into the serial number of a dollar bill and find out where it's been yeah, around yeah, the country. Yeah. They'll be working on that soon. The government, you know, that's a different podcast. A <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy. We're gonna shift gears here. Dave, why are you wearing a tinfoil hat? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know they, they can read everything. No, but, uh, no, but that's cool that you guys uh, dig the you know like all types of porn because I think that uh, like when you said you watch it with your lady, I think that's that's like kind of cool that you know you get to you know that she's into it. Yeah, like, I mean it's not something we do; it's something we did. Yeah, uh, it it kind of uh, reminded me. Yeah, it just you know it's like we both watch it on our own. You know. Oh really? Yeah, like you know, it's like if like one of us beds is gone. In your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the Ricardos, yeah, yeah. like the Ricardo family. But um, but it did remind me there was a I uh, there was a film festival when I was growing up, uh, and like they 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 had this big deal. They were going to show a 3D porn from the 70s. I can't remember what it was called, but oh, it, wow. it, John Holmes was in it, and it was a 3D porn, and like a bunch of us were like, "Oh, this is going to be hilarious! Let's go and watch it." And so we're in this. Uh, it was at the uh, UH college, and like you know, we're all sitting there. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is gonna be great!" And the movie starts, and the music, and the way, and the acting. Everyone's cracking up with the weird three D effects, and then they just started fucking. And then you're just in a room full of people. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're just in a room full of people watching two people fuck, and then that's when people started to leave. Well, bet, that's. Go, I'm sorry. No, no, you go, you go, please. I was gonna say, I bet you you could not do that at a college now. Like have like. Oh no! You get in so much trouble. Hardcore sex yeah. tape like that. Yeah, yeah. you know. They'd probably be like, you know, like, n- we're not going to show you this, but, uh, you know, here's like a claymation version. Yeah, of it and it wasn't, it wasn't like then. part of the college. They just used a, like a building oh, okay. in the college. So. It was part of the, the International Film Festival that was going on. But yeah. When I was in high school, a bunch of us, uh, like maybe four of us, were like, someone's mom was at, someone's parents were at the time. We're like, this will be hilarious. We're going to rent some porns and fucking order pizza and watch porn. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> and so same thing. And then, and then the sex starts happening. And it just gets really quiet. Awkward. Yeah. And then one dude is just like, oh, I don't feel good. I got to, I, I think <laughs> yeah. I had too much pizza. And uh, he was like, I think I'm going to throw up. Can you help me throw up? <laughs> Can you help my dick throw up? <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, like, you know, there's porn and then there's like, you know, we've all been in the situation where we've had to make our own porn, like uh, like Blue Lagoon. Do you remember this movie? Yeah, Carrie? sure. Christopher Atkins. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Shields. Yep. Like, uh, I remember rubbing rubbing it out. To, can I say that on the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can okay. say rubbing it out. Rubbing it out uh, to that. And there was really only, like, two, like, sexual scenes in it. 
So I think I was more rubbing it out to him than I was to her. It's possible, although she know. was pretty naked. I mean, like, yeah. they, they were pretty clothesless. Yes. Until the end of the movie when you find out that they're brother and sister. Is that not the spoiler alert? No, that's when I exploded. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was like, that's wow. that's you over the edge. No, don't you know, <laughs> I didn't know about I was into this? You know right activity, right? What? <laughs> that's a left turn if I've ever... Yeah. I don't think you know that right off the bat. You know? I don't know. Oh. Are they or, is it, or do Am you... Am I confusing or, with the return to Blue Lagoon, which isn't as weird because they're just cousins? Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, they slowly walk, work their way down. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, exactly. we gotta separate them it's a little bit, you guys. It's a very. Uh, Were they yeah. twins? <laughs> you know what? Let's be honest. Twins fuck. That's part of the relationship that twins have. They. I'm fuck. glad you brought that up because that is one of the fetishes that we have in our show, which I think is the ultimate twin. So it's so think? weird, right? Like twins fucking next to each other or each other. Yeah, no, or yeah, each other. Each and other I, I'm so fascinated that people are like, guys, they're 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 direct. They they came out at the same time. They could not be more siblings. Yeah, yeah they are the same, aren't they? I mean, it's like shaving in a dirty puddle of water. I mean, like it's just <laughs> you. Yeah. No? Twins have no, that weird connection. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like... Uh, Why do yeah, you have it's... a... Um, what is that? A halogen uh, light? Is it... Oh, I just found it. on the, It was sitting here. I, I have like, no idea what that is. Is that your is. costume? Uh, yeah, I put Franklin. this on. That's his tone. <laughs> I have an idea. He keeps that with Electricity, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, Did you say I have an idea? Well, yeah, they also, they also have those... <laughs> they have those... Uh, oh, the, like the mother-daughter... Yeah, know, things and those are really because like, but they're, they're never, never really they're never, mother. You don't daughter. know though because they're not good looking enough to where it's not, they're kind of weird. <laughs> no, looking, I so always feel like the mother's that, always just not good looking enough to not be related to the daughter. No, I, I've seen two fucking ugly ladies. A lot of stuff weird. coming out on yeah. this episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> you would not watch that when you're. We had no, 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 no window. Into we the, watched when uh, in high school we did the sort of same thing that you did, Chris. And uh, but we watched these like weirder porns. Like there was one called Impossible Penetrations. Oh, that's two cool. or something like that. Uh, and I remember they had like these wraparounds that Ron Jeremy hosted. Oh, they probably signed him for the trilogy. Uh, and uh, there was a guy that had two penises. One sure. guy had two penises. Yeah, don't worry about that, Dave. That's just going to happen. Is that what you do to the new guy? The yeah. Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Prank Mike. Uh, so what were you saying? There was a guy that had, there's a guy that had two penises. Yes. They both could get erect at the same time, and he mm. fucked two chicks at the same time. And then there was another guy whose penis was so long, he could insert it into his own ass. Wow. So wow. You know, just around, around, you know. No, they say the like, X factor like won't work. And, you know, I think the problem is yeah. you just got to find town. They're not looking for penetration. Can I ask one question? You said he had two penises. So, like, were they both, like, like, yeah, it was like, double like turtle head, like, you know, uh, like nuclear accident kind of thing? Or was, like, one like a tail? No, one was not a tail. They were both in the same place, uh, and it's sort of like a like a V formation. For you know, I think it'd be interesting yeah. would be to see, like, a hammerhead configuration nice. where it's just, like, one shaft with the two heads pointing Ooh. in another direction. Because what do you do with that, really? What do you do with that? Just I don't four know. guys talking cock. This is a great episode. <laughs> four Maybe our straight dudes. Yeah. Maybe our start a new podcast. Guys, stop me if I'm wrong, but the, the, the cock's delicious, right, guys? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. yummy. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. come on. You know, it's not I mean, just for breakfast anymore. Yummy <laughs> fits so many things. You, know? I mean, <laughs> you told me to remind me of a, uh, of a bit that I saw you do at the improv once where you were, you were saying something about that and then you go, shut up, voice in my head. Something like that, you, Dave. You, it was so exciting to hear that you wanted to come on the show because I think most comics, I would say almost every comic would agree that you are the guy that comics will come in the room to watch. That you are super prolific, and you just you have an you have a point of view on things that is fucking mind blowing. 
It's oh. mind blowing. Hey, thanks, man. Do I, you even do you even know that about yourself, or you just? I don't think I'm that good a comic. I mean, I try. I try. As, but I'm not. Why I'm not are you not like that? that? Why do you think I, that? I'll tell you why. Like, I, since you you we're all in the comedy world here. It's like there's great comics, and then there's good comics, and then there's whatever, uh, whatever. I'm like, I used to be a good comic, and now I'm an okay comic. But then there's guys who go from good to great, and I, I'm not that guy because, like, I'm really just rewriting the same dick and pussy joke over and over. And, like, a lot of it has to do with just uh, the frustration and anger of how politically correct the world is. Right. Of just, like, you know, like, I don't particularly want to go up there and do a joke about, you know, whatever, you know, like what you just said, like two dicks or whatever, <laughs> stuff like that. But when you see the audience totally in their head, like, trying, trying, like, like you're on a shuffle, like YouTube shuffle, trying to blink you out of there. It's like <laughs> you're just trying to shock them and grab their attention. But I, I think that like the guys who are great are like, you know, uh, Louis C.K. I think is definitely like I've known him from the beginning and he's been like uh, always a deranged genius, you know, dirty, filthy, hilariously great written comic. And he found his voice, which is like being the family guy. And he kind of represents uh, all dudes who are going through that. And I think that, like, great comics are guys who take it to that level of, like, an inner thing. But I appreciate, believe me, I don't want to switch places with anybody. I love the kind of comedy I do, but I'm not a great comic. I'll just I'll just say that. Well, it's interesting to, you know, it's so funny that just, it's funny I mean, the like perception George you have is a great comic, and, and what's his name, uh, you know, Bill Hicks, and I, Sam Kinison, who I think is a great comic, he definitely is my more... Uh, the guy that I kind of looked to now of like just pure energy and hate and fucking <laughs> lust and like just like you feel like you're just fucking getting loads in yeah, he was full of chemicals too yeah he was full yeah, of chemicals yeah, yeah. that's the sad part about it everybody always remembers like the fucking downfall but before that was an angry fucking preacher kid who was talking about did you, you know, see him perform live? I never got to see him perform live. Oh. I wish I did I mean like that was definitely one of the guys who like I wish I did Bill Hicks I did and that was great and I got to talk to him a couple times so I always feel like oh that's so cool another guy who I did see perform live Rodney Dangerfield, who is like another guy who, when you talk about like comics helping comics, this dude did more for comics than anybody. Rodney Dangerfield doesn't get enough credit. He really does. I'm mean, like all those young comedian specials yes. in the right. 80s that exposed us to who then would become the next generation of, of like. Yeah. Yeah. And even going into the 90s, you know, he's still uh, he like Judd Apatow and Ray Romano and mm-hmm. Janine and Kindler and you know all, no, all those guys. Like it was, with it. it was it was fucking amazing. Did you uh, do you, you know the show? Not to keep promoting shows, sure. but the Green Room. Paul I did it. Show. Yeah. So see, that's the thing. Like people always like you know what what are comics like off stage is like we're pathetic, uh, you know, <laughs> like pretty kind of sad, dullard people because like we ever we have our own sick sense of humor, but. Whatever you see on that on that show is kind of like what it's like, which is like you know, there's definitely like much respect due to certain people who who led the charge, and sure. like for the rest of us, you know, it's like it's kind of cool to be hanging out. Like I did the episode with Doug Stanhope, who I think is the funniest, truest comic in America. Yeah, I'm, has he been on here? He's we've not we haven't had Doug on yet. I would love to have he's, Doug on. He's the real deal. Like if I fucking had balls, it would be him because he nothing's off limits, nothing's off base, and he does not care. He does bar shows. He uh, he fucking does not hold back. And his his the beauty of him is that, like, you know, people love watching me bomb, you know, because I do it my own way. But like he never really bombs because he's fucking like it's like self-destruction, like a beautiful mushroom cloud. I mean, it's like <laughs> I love I, I he's my favorite comic. So I think I did a show with him in San Francisco at the punchline. I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago. And he had a, he had precariously balanced on a stool. 
uh, like because people kept giving him drinks. So he yeah. had a beer and then a tequila shot and then like a, a, a wine glass. Or a flute of champagne or something. And they all look like they were going to fall off in any minute. So part of the set was just like, it's going to go down. And he managed to, he got through the set and, and, and downed uh, every, every one of them. He likes to drink and do stand-up. That's yeah, like his favorite yeah, that's, thing. Yeah. You know, but there's definitely like pure evil, you know, funny, incarnate. And I think he, he's that guy. But thanks, man. Thanks for the compliment. I mean, uh, comedy is so different now than when I started. I mean, it's just like so so much more promotion promoting yourself and like you know you hear guys talk more about like twitter and all that kind of stuff than about writing jokes so yeah. it's kind of sad but i guess that's the world we live in right well yeah because because well because you know because <laughs> the comedy club business that is was a great time for a commercial right there. no no because the comedy club <laughs> business is is kind of struggling like yeah, right? as, as you know when I mean, it's, it is expensive to go to a comedy club, and when the economy goes down, it's like people don't have an extra hundred bucks right. to spend a night out at a comedy club, and so it's hard, you know? But, yeah, I, I get that, but I, I do think that, like, you know, when you're at, at that age of, like, 18 to 30, that, like, you got to go out and do something because you need adventure, yeah. and, like, going to a comedy club and, like, hearing, like, something just raw and live instead of, like, you know, a drip or a fucking clip on, on a whatever and doing that kind of stuff, it's like, you know, that's an experience, and people misjudge for, like, watching it on the net for an experience, and it's like, you know, whether it's comedy or, like, let's say bum fighting, you remember that was popular? Sure. You know, it's like, you gotta live it to, like, you know, you know, fucking do it, and I, I feel for the for the younger comics, man, because I don't know what the, uh, what, what, what the answer is for this kind of thing. I guess they want to be famous. So. Do you feel like it's more important to be honest in your comedy no. or, or funny? <laughs> I mean, like, because the, the guys that you mentioned, thing. Stan Hope and Louie are, like, guys, or guys like Marin. Well, that's why they're great comics. Oh, yeah, Mark Marin is another they just, guy. They just say, like, they, they manage to translate real shit that they're going through into comedy, mm. and I'm not as good at that. I just try to write silly, silliness. Well, that's the point now. It's like, I think that... People want to hear your inner thoughts or whatever, but people are forgetting that, like, you know, your job is to be funny. And, like, I would say I do that job 60-40. Like, you know, I got jokes I know that I can work, but I'm always working on a new joke. So, you know, like, when these kids come down and they're like, what's this all about? Why is he, why did he switch from talking about the president to now uh, lubricant? Mm -hmm. It's like, because I'm trying out another joke, all right? <laughs> I'm making eight bucks to be here. And I want to get something out of the experience, too. It's called new material, all right? So, but I, I, I think that whatever you do, whether it's spoken word or whatever, if it's a comedy club, it should be funny or as funny as you can make it. And I don't think you should pull back until the audience tells you to. You know, like, when the audience groans and stuff like that, that means that you're almost... Uh, that you're in the right spot. Oh shit! I never thought of that before. I always just kind of get frustrated with the yeah, groan. Yeah, no, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. Or or the uh, when people go, well, you say something that's even slightly challenging, and then they go, oh, yeah. you're like, really? You think to say that? Yeah, they've been taught to think that. You're right. Go ahead, finish. The thought, no, no, man. that was it. I'm that sorry, was it. Because I, I just don't know, you know, as because especially if you're saying something that's not really that challenging, and people have that reaction, you're like. You didn't even listen to what I was saying. Yeah. And then you realize, like, oh, yeah, when people sitting in the audience, they don't hear every word you're saying. It's like yeah. they hear the hook of songs. They don't, they don't know all the time you spent writing the verses. <laughs> so yeah. you, can't, you can't blame them for that. I agree with you on that. And, they, 
and the groaning thing and, and all that kind of stuff. It's like if groans were like magical and like they could fix all the problems, like, you know, you could groan a tsunami away or you could groan starving kids bellies full, then it would be <laughs> worthwhile. Otherwise, like for the comic, it just it just ramps it up, man. It's the red curtain. You, it's yeah. the red carpet. You know, you just want to fucking, you know, power through that. So then do you think any reaction that you can get out of people is good because you're sort of, you know, you're affecting them in some way or do you still feel like... No, 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 no. You have to craft all that, and ultimately the laugh is the thing that we're after. I don't know. I did a show one time, and a guy was uh, taken out of the room for, like, I think he had, like, a mini heart attack. So I think that, I wish I knew what joke that was, so I know I'd have, like, a kill joke in me. You know, like, Dune, like, this is the kill word. The kill joke coming up. It's the old Python sketch, the killer joke. like, don't make me do the kill joke. Yeah. All right, guys, there's a lot of hecklers tonight. I don't want to fucking start murdering people with the joke. You know, I use that as my, that's my, whatchamacallit, neutron bomb, just to clear the room, but... I don't know, man. I, uh, I I don't know without having a wrench to keep this microphone from. Yeah, what, the studio's falling apart. What community college are we doing this at, by the way? E community <laughs> college. E community college. Uh, we get to twelve Kardashian, Kardashian points. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how long have you been doing comedy now? Um, I guess. Well, I first did it in '91, but then it wasn't until '98 that I started doing right. it full time. So no, thirteen years. See, but you were already a great performer from being on on TV. Right? Well, I don't know if that. I don't think I was. I think I was just a little less fearful. Right. You know, like I, I was a little less fearful, but when I look back at those times, I was terrible. Like I was a horrible comic. In- yeah, so I, I, I think of that yesterday, like about what I did yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that, I, for some guys, they, they're always like, I, the first time I got on stage, I killed. I never, I never like a guy that says that. Yeah, I but feel I, weird. I always respect their like cockiness because I never have. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe I just did that and that was horrible. I know. I, I always feel. Shower. I always feel like it's like you know you should look back at stuff you've done a few years ago and go and like you know maybe appreciate it, but just go. That's nah, not good. I, I got to you know like if, if you haven't moved forward from it. Yeah, I think. That's oh, absolutely. Kinda, you know. How often do you write? Do you sit down to write or do you just do you just kind of riff take on the stage? Thoughts. I go on so much that I take the thoughts and I bring them on stage. But I do write jokes also. So like I you know do the pad and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think that until I hear how they they're going with it you know you never know which way the joke's going to go but if you said that you were performing from the 90s to whatever then you kind of missed that whole like i I started in the late 80s and let me tell you it's like there was so much bad comedy out there you know just like horrendous horrendously bad comedy it's like people go like television sucks like there's never been better television than there is now. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not talking about, like, my, I'm talking about, like, you know, whether you like Mad Men or Homeland or, like, you know, there's just, like, a, a million really cool shows out there. And, like, uh, you know, same thing with comedy. It's, like, right now there's, like, it's, like, a golden age of comedy. Like, women are finally getting their due. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, like, comedy for everybody. And it's, like, really accessible to everybody, too. Uh, the only problem is that, like, we live in this incredibly, you know, prissy, pussified politically correct world where like you'll never know how good the joke can be because there's so many things you're not allowed to say or try or whatever and like people get fucking shouted down and booed and groaned because it's just pushing the envelope just a little bit it's like George Carlin, I mean, like, I wonder what he would think about, like, these people, like, you know, let's say this word and that word. And it's, and it's not weird. coming from the government. It's coming from, like, a company or, you know, whatever. You and know? the crazy thing is that what people need to understand is that there's a certain, I mean, you know, you have to kind of make the joke, like, guys, this isn't a lecture. It's a comedy yeah, show. Yeah. And like, you gotta have some. we have to, you know, like, there has to be a certain amount of shock that we can use because that's where you get a lot of people is just is trying to find those turns and sometimes it's hard you know it's hard and you get a little you know you know what you don't want to be is in your head on stage and scared yeah. well exactly and i think that uh, the more that you push it especially when you 
first, uh, once you like learn how to write a joke, the better it'll be down the road for you because like you realize like, oh, I know how they'll react if I say that, and I know how it's like it's like uh, what you call it like sense memory learning, you know, like just like you know if I say this word, I know someone's probably going to get up and throw a chair at me, you know, because <laughs> like you've heard it but you never really saw it until it happens to you. So and then ironically, that YouTube video was the thing yes, that makes that you famous. Yeah. <laughs> but there was definitely a lot of like you know I want to be a comic and then I really want to be this, but um, I'm a comic, so like I don't do any. I done. My acting career can be summed up in like, uh, uh, who else was available? You know, oh, he can't do it. All right, we'll get this guy. <laughs> How often do you cycle through material? Once I put it on tape or on a DVD or something like that, I try and do a whole like start again, like a new hour. You know, but now I'm old. Like I, I can't do it the way I used to. It's like I'll, I'm I'm sitting on an hour now, like to hopefully bang that out at some point. But I have to tell you, like you know when. The first hour you do is probably going to be the best stuff you have, but you're at your worst game. And then, like, later on, you're like, oh, man, what was I sweating that shit out for? I wish I had that material back because I could totally, like, <laughs> run with it for hours. Like, just the one joke I did, you know, I could just run with that. Now now it's like, you know, it's performance and writing. They always try and catch up. I mean, this isn't James Lipton's show, is it? This no, is kind, kind of. Kind of. It's it's kind of you about. know what's really interesting, though? And I think we'll all agree on this. Like, you never really get into the process of like any other type of entertainment besides comedy, like, like let's say clowning. Sure. Like, do you really care? Like, is that what a they sex do? move? Yes, yeah, a yeah. clowning. It's it's in the planking family. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you paint your balls red, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you uh, yeah. break a what? pinata over. That's your, right. Yeah, break something. Them. But uh, yeah, like nobody cares about like hypnotism. Like, how do these people get this amazing? <laughs> I'm skill? sure if there's a hypnotist out there with a podcast, he fucking cares. Well, he would be telling us. <laughs> I what to can't say stop listening <laughs> to the hypnocast. But you know, like people, you know, like how to, you know, whatever. Like everybody who's like magicians. Like I knew as a child. Like I, n- I never knew as a con- as a child that I wanted to be a comic. I tried a million other things and right. nothing worked. But like magicians, that's something that's like a calling. Like when you're eight. But people don't. People don't really want it. <laughs> <laughs> and the president and an astronaut. Yeah, there's five uh, callings. And because there's, said, I think people, I think people dissect comedy so much because there is something inherently very scientific about it. But but uh, it there is a mystery behind it because ultimately, you know, just like you said, oh, you never know till you get out there and try it. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know because you can't predict. You we have we can approximate and go. Well, if this worked, this will probably work. Um, jokes that I laugh too hard at that I'm writing though and always die, always fail because oh, yeah. they're too inside. Because they're in your head. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the more that you try and tweak the joke, the more you get away from the actual thing that was funny about it. Yeah, that's yeah. the saddest part. That's the worst. Oh, I hate that. They How- start to slip away, like we're trying to figure out what made it funny in the first place. Yeah, like even like the point of this podcast, like it was originally about porn, and now here we are talking about comedy. We'll get back so, to porn. Yeah. No, no, we're like working our way through. You know, like the I guess <laughs> touch football is up next. It's other, like a mall. Yeah, it's like a mall. Up. We're gonna go down. But, it's gonna be about Foot Locker. Hey, <laughs> the fact that you're writing jokes and like trying them, and especially in in LA, I think this is like one of the hardest places to start doing comedy. Is LA? Oh, I agree. Yeah, LA. Yeah. LA is hard, uh, but you know we we have a nice little space at, at a comic book shop. Yeah. yeah, what is that place? Meltdown. It's it's just a great little space where people actually come and appreciate things, and I think it's it's just sort of part of the nerd culture is that they're not afraid to express uh, happiness or joy Good. or for things yeah. that they like. There's never a sense of where you feel like people are in the audience going. Well, I see what he did there, you know, yeah. like where they're trying to outthink uh, your jokes. The crowds seem to be there just to, you know, enjoy entertainment. They're not there to kind of like yeah, get in on the scene yeah. or, uh, they're, you know, some of them may be like wanting to do comedy, but everyone that's there seems to just be genuinely excited 
about whoever comes it's on nice. stage. It's nice. It's a really nice And like last night during... during can I come by? Yes, yeah. of course you I'd can. Come during on Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday? Yeah, any Wednesday. Well, I don't know. I gotta... Get a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'd love to because you know what? Like being on the road, like I get to do like a, a lot of time. But like when I'm in New York, like, I do like these 10, 15 minute sets. And those used to be like the greatest times for like, you know, you're sick of your road material and you get to like, you know, it's like, I just want to say like, you know, you know, fucking like, you know, the, the weirdest shit and just to clear like enema, like self enema yeah, yeah, in your yeah. head. So if you got a room like that where you can just like go up there with crazy you stuff, you can. That's yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. That's, you know. See, in LA, I always thought it was like, you know, like, that's why I love like the comedy store because like that's bare bones in there, mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah. The comedy yeah. store, uh, I always, I always think to myself, you know what? I'm going to go just perform regularly at the comedy store because then you, if you can survive there, mm-hmm. then it's pretty much like that's that's a fucking obstacle course. All that's the regulars true. there are broken guys. Though. They're all <laughs> really cool. But then I remember that like <laughs> it also it's definitely can... the uh, fisherman's wharf of comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting for a ship. Yeah, <laughs> and then like it's like if you don't go there too regularly and you show up to do a set, they're all very thrown off by that. Like, yeah. what are you what are you doing here? I oh, just like go up and do some comedy. Yeah, really? You're not going to do well. Ah, sorry. Not <laughs> you don't know Wait, these people. We got the black toilets here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're all wearing leather jackets. Uh, <laughs> I'd always wondered about if if Insomniac, which was a fucking awesome show, Ooh. and still to this day people are like, oh, we want to do an Insomniac type of show. Do it. They. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been done a million th- I mean, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I was just curious on. because... You know, on that show, yeah. you're hanging out with people, and then people watch the show, and they get familiar with you when you're in a television, and then everyone thinks they're your buddy. Do you, did you find that when you were performing after that, that people were shouting shit back at you on stage oh, and, yeah. like, trying to, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of drinking, and I did a lot of drinking, and I, I shat a lot of blood. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I would say that the, the cool thing about that show was that, like, it was kind of really the deal of, of, like, going to a town, doing the show, blah, blah, blah going around and like you know the offbeat towns and and the people who watch that show i guess when they come up to me and they go i used to watch that in like grade school and stuff like that i know it's been off the air for a couple of years but it's not like you know it's not like lucy right I mean, you know <laughs> but uh it was it was like a like a cult hit and it was cool but yeah it was hard to perform like anybody who like has a show on tv and then performs and takes anything outside of that range of what they people have seen on tv it it fucking spooks the crowd like like a popsicle in the asshole of a fucking choir boy. It's just like, whoa, he never said that on the show. But like, you know, you're always thinking like the crowd's really going to love it because now I don't get a chance to hold back. And they're like, hold back, please. I brought my wife here. You know, my daughter just graduated college and we thought it would be a fun time for all of us. We thought we'd go see the drunk from television. Yeah, they're like, this guy. Who knew? But now, you know, I, you know, I think that there's so many reality. Like, have you done your reality? show yet because you probably no. have your chance no god no i don't want to do a reality show i'm in i don't want to do a reality show i mean if i do a reality show that means things have gone horribly wrong there's only one real true reality show and that's the uh, poker you know like when the or c-span and c-span they <laughs> yeah, both yeah. have the same energy and intensity yeah you know it's like you really do feel like how god watches us it's like incredibly boring <laughs> Even C-SPAN's cluttered up with corporate dollars. <laughs> well, uh, years ago, I went to visit, when I was working at MTV, a friend of mine was producing one of the real worlds, and, and I happened to be in Miami, it was the Miami cast. And oh, good cast. was like, oh, swing by. <laughs> good cast. And so, and so you go, go by the house, and then you see the control room, and there's just nothing going. Like, well, a person answered a phone. I mean, they're just <laughs> shooting for months and months just to, just to craft these fake storylines. Yeah, that's why eventually they just started boozing them up. Every like every year on Real World now, they're just like they're like just 
put a bunch of booze in the house, and we'll see what happens. Do they still do that? Like, is that show still going? Yeah. Show. And then it turned into pretty much like now they still have it, but now there's yeah. Jersey Shore, which is like, that's your in, its, in its essence is like the I think that's the truest reality show you can get. You think just so? because it's like it's like those people are just fucking crazy, you and think? they just and they film them and they're excited to be on camera, so they act even crazier, and the yeah. results of that are all real, you know. Yeah, Thank God for him, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, they say there's no more heroes, but there are. <laughs> there are. <laughs> you know, the, the cool thing about uh, these other reality shows, which is like the uh, like uh, Dirty Jobs and all those kind of different things, is that, like, you know, people love looking at, like, a job they never would want to do. You know, it's like, today we're going to give you the ins and outs of, like, a laundromat. <laughs> it's like, you, you really, you know, we've all done laundry. Can you imagine working there? But somehow it's fascinating at, like, 4 in the morning when there's nothing else. Yeah. You just, that was the and pitch right there. You just, you just highlighted the pitch. We've all done laundry. I wonder what this is like. That's exactly <laughs> what that pitch pitcher. was. That was I'm really good at it. Now, see, I would totally do, like, a Dirty Jobs kind of show because that's not reality reality. It's just non-scripted. Like, it, I, reality yeah. is, like... Everyone's acting like fucking ass hats. Yeah, there's like anything on A&E or Bravo. Or if you're channels. a real housewife of any type yeah. or a Kardashian. Uh, if Scripted you, reality. That's their lives, though. I mean, like, you know, you can't, you can't fault them for wanting to, like, be famous. You know, and that's, like, I think for the younger kids, they all want to be famous. Because so, that's the only, like, thing that they see really pays off. Like, being smart, not really. Right. You know, yeah. being, you know, being, like, courteous. And like you know, <laughs> understanding, you know, it's like being even like being an astronaut. Like n- nobody gives a shit, yeah, right? The I shuttle, they, I know, but th- that was so funny when the last shuttle landed. It was like totally like, and that's the end of space. <laughs> now it's closed. It out, There's just a big sign in space that just says closed. Yeah, like, Sorry, last guy in that <laughs> station that no one gave a shit about because <laughs> you never did any interesting experiments to us. What'd you oh, guys find about space? Just keeps going, so we're pretty it's much done. Like, unless we use robots, we're never going to get out of the backyard. Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Alternative fuels. Now, if they took like a real world house of people, let's say, and move them to like a Chernobyl or a Fukushima, sure. uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yep. Kept them there for six months until their mutant powers awaken, because yep. we all have them. Yep. A mutant power awakens, and then have them go out to you know, fight a crime or solve a, you know, what, no? I yeah. think they should, and they should cast supervillains. To fight, that would be really amazing. And then you would actually see an actual real world versus, versus road rules, but mm. <laughs> but with people uh, trying to make each other's eyes bleed with the yeah. power of their mind. I like that. Or like the 16 and pregnant, you, you stick them there in the nuclear wasteland and see the, the spawn <laughs> see that come out. You know, some lizard king. I don't know, guys. Some of this is best just done after you huff a rag or something. You know? <laughs> Most of them everything. So what's the deal with pot in this town? I don't smoke pot, but I understand it's like a huge... Uh, I don't either. Know, I don't know. Our friend Doug Benson seems to enjoy it a he lot. Is, he is a, he's a, big he's a pot dude. He, his documentary on pot I thought was really good. Super yeah. high? Yeah. It's fucking great. That was good. It was, he's a good dude, man. He's a great joke writer, too. Yeah, he's a great joke D- writer. Doug is a phenomenal joke writer. Just a king of super funny, quick, Bang, like, you know, bullet... You know. In the chamber, kind of jokes, and I'm not good at those kind of jokes. Really? <laughs> Every time I say B of A, I end up saying B of A, be very of A. <laughs> Is that Doug's joke? There's <laughs> a Doug Benson joke. God damn it, that's funny. What about I, I saw? I don't. I felt like I don't know how many times you ever said this, but I saw this at the Improv once. You uh, the Melrose Improv. The Melrose Improv. We got to uh, give them their due. That's a great. That's a great club. That's too. my yeah, favorite that's club one. in the city. That is good. I have not been there in uh, quite a while because I'm usually out of town on the weekends. How is it still? Is it still? I like it. I remember there was a few years ago. I was on a show and then you showed up to do can a set. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you showed up to do a set Go and then on. I was kind of in my head 
like right before my set and I was at the bar and you came in, you're like, how's the crowd in there? Uh, I was like, ah, you know, they seem okay. They just, yeah, I mean, they probably just need to be warmed up a bit. They just, you know, if I just go out there and have fun, it'll probably be okay. And you're like, who the fuck are you, Bud Freeman? And then you walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you gave the crowd an out. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, they yeah. probably had a hard day and I don't know. Exactly you know, you know maybe I remind them of somebody yeah. from their past. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the woman in the third row had a miscarriage or something. She just didn't yeah, look yeah. comfortable. I always like how... Discounted beer, please. There's always that one table in the comedy club where they're having, like, an amazing time and you're just getting away of it. It's like some dude with two yeah. escorts. He's like a Estonian super hotties. He just, like, yeah. hit the Powerball number and he's just there. They're eating clams. They're, like, talking to each other. One of them's giving him, like, a hand job with her foot. And you're like, okay, so let's talk about uh, uh, flying. Yeah! And then they he always jump plane, back. You know? So whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, there's always that, like, one table you're like, I wish I was that dude right now. Like, yeah. you know, I wish, you know, it's like you look out, you see your dream in the mm-hmm. audience. I don't remember what the setup was, but you said something about, you You arrived at the fact that Eskimos are just snow Mexicans. Yes, and that's a contentious joke. Because, <laughs> that is a contentious joke. Yeah, uh, snow Mexicans, and then Tom Rose, who also is another great joke writer, has a similar thing, but I never heard him do it. So I think that's a, a contentious thing. Really? Yes, and I feel if I stepped on any of Tom's stuff, I, I watch McCall, but that's, I'm known for that. Yeah, the snow Mexican joke. Are you, is, is, is there a, 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 where do you fall on the, that guy did that thing, so I shouldn't do this thing? I try never to do any joke that anybody's, anyone's I mean, like, ever that's done, the yeah. thing, and, and if I, like, like, recently I was performing with, uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan had a benefit and like we both had like the same subway bit and I didn't see him do it so mm-hmm. I did like mine which is totally like you know Sid Caesar like who is this old guy we just heard that <laughs> so I was like dude you know what I just started working on that like six months ago it's your thing man I'm not doing it anymore you know but I can of course do a uh, different sandwich place sure right and yeah yeah talk, there's other you ones talk your way back into what the joke there, there, there's some other ones what are there togos there's a togos yeah a togo there you go yeah. Yeah. ownership kind of over sandwiches yeah well that's the whole thing it's like no one owns the premise but it's like you know when the joke is like pretty much dead on I've had a lot of my stuff jacked and like you know part of it is like hey you know some guy's doing your joke and then part of me is like you know like all right, well, he's doing the joke, but he doesn't do it like me. And then I'm like, oh, well, but he sounds just like, okay, well, then I better start writing more jokes. You know, yeah. it's like, because you can never like, you know, whatever. With that's a ba- I think that's a better, because otherwise you would fucking make yourself crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think probably hard. what happens sometimes is that some people are in clubs and they're kind of half paying attention to the show and something gets into their head and they don't know. And, you know, because there's so many there's so many weird things sometimes where you're like, that is a very specific bit, but I really don't think that person was even on the same coast as that other comic. Sometimes yeah. shit just gets into the ether. Yeah, yeah. If it's topical, it's it's really easy to come up with the same joke. But when it's like, you know, a chunk of material that sounds exactly bang, 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 then you're like, wow, either they heard that on like a let me do it or like I'm talking about like any comic, you know, they heard it on the whatever or, or saw it on the on the web or something like that. That that sucks. That sucks when you're like, wow, that was like a huge chunk of my yeah. material, you yeah. know? So but what can you do, right? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, you can just, just drink it out of your system. <laughs> or get mad or just, just get punch yourself in the balls. It's really up to your puppet to settle things sometimes. Then that's when you wish. Puppet like, fight. I wish I had a puppet. I have a puppet porn. You do? Yeah, it's from, I think it's from maybe 1979, 1980. It's called Let My Puppets Come. Mm-hmm. And it is, it was, uh, I that's, think it was Pru- Al Goldstein's in it. Oh. And almost everyone is puppet. I never get the rights for that. Everyone, almost, everyone's, <laughs> <laughs> almost everyone's a puppet. And, and it's... It's fu- it's a comedy, mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot of like like wacky jokes. Like a nurse comes in. There's a puppet guy guy in a hospital bed, and this puppet nurse comes in, and she blows him. And she's got one of those 
you know, just one of those kind of flat, open, yeah. hinged puppet Ooh. mouths. And she's, ah, they're making the noise. And then he uh, just, she, all this stuff shoots out of his, this puppet cum shoots out of him. Mm. And then she leaves and he goes, that was the head nurse. Like, it's a lot of silly jokes like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, um, let my puppets come if you there. can find it. So that would be in the more very young adult section. That's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. A, next to Twilight. A tweener. Yeah, yeah ne- next to a Twilight, if you will. Or uh... Have you guys had any of the Twilight kids on your show yet? No. No. Yet. <laughs> yet. No, I mean, don't you think your fan base, do you think your fans would really like that or they I don't know like... if there's a lot of Twilight crossover with our fans there might be a little yeah, bit there's a lot of younger fans on that listen to this thing well yeah. what's the but I'm, then the I'm glad we talked girls? about porn for hours oh well they God. love it they uh, love they it they know okay. there's an explicit tag on this fucking thing well, what do you think is the movie of, of your like of your fan base like what's the movie they love Back to the Future Really? They love yeah. Back to the Future they would love they love Ghostbusters they love um, I think uh, they love <sighs> let's see something a little more contemporary um, but nineteen eighty five is not contemporary enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like you know, maybe like Tropic Thunder or uh, you know the Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Uh, they they only probably like, like Apatow. Don't they like like really like hardcore? Oh, and uh, Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> like that movie Moon. Did they like that? Yeah, or? Oh, oh, the Sam, great. yeah, yeah. I Moon like is Moon. great. Oh, how come that didn't come? The Sam Rockwell. That yeah. Sam Rockwell be. I didn't like, think it was that good, but yeah. I think it was okay. I didn't see it. I want to see more about it. David Bowie's son directed that one. Of course he did. Yeah, but he doesn't use Bowie. No, he uses some other name. Good man. He uses David. I'll bring half the money to the table. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need the he fucking uses last name. Iman. He uses David, Iman. Yeah. David Stardust. It was really weird. <laughs> what, about, what about like uh, TV shows like Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar. They like Battlestar. I think they probably... Doctor Who. They love art. Doctor Who. The like a lot of people art. love Doctor Who. They probably watch... Yeah, they probably watch your uh, Dexters and your, your Mad Men. They probably watch them. Lost. Uh, yeah. Probably your Modern Family. I would imagine. Community 30 Rock. Community 30 Rock. Yeah, I've never tried to describe what our fans like to anyone. This is interesting to me. Because I feel like we just talk about what we like, and the, the people who listen to the show are people that we would probably hang out with, and they probably like a lot of the same stuff. See, well, like for me, like, you know, being a nerdist in my own way, like, I thought that would be like hardcore sci fi, like, just like definitely know, a component of that. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like, that's like, like one of those movies where, like, at the end, there's like, you know, just, uh, did you ever see this movie, uh, Phase 4, about ants taking over the world? Oh, was that but around the same time where they did? Not like gigantic. Not like ants. Empire of the Ants, where they no, became like, big. Yeah, it's, it was like this movie fascinated me as a youth because it was like these ants were taking over the world. They've all, like, you know, I think it had something to do with like a, a metaphor for uh, illegal aliens. <laughs> Because <laughs> ants are the hardest working of all the insects, correct? <laughs> They're very organized. Some of them are brown. Yes, come on. See, I knew yeah, you guys would pull back. Black. Oh, no, no I'm physically pulling back. But yeah, I was right. laughing. See? <laughs> See how my, hard last it is? Is, my last name is Rodriguez, so you're oh. upsetting me. Yeah, they do. And, oh, I'm so kind of sorry. They love Walking <laughs> Dead. They love zombie movies. They love. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I'm, I'm sure I like Walking Dead. I think that's pretty good. Good. I'm sure there's a lot of like people who watch Zardoz that uh, you know Zardoz. that Sean Connery. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a weird what about set. Falling Skies? What did you think of that, guys? Um, didn't, didn't really watch Falling Skies either. No, and I someone said Falling Skies was pretty good, but I didn't. But I ended up not watching it. I don't know. There's I don't watch too, enough news. St- I don't. There's watch too enough new stuff. much fucking my own fault television for me to watch all of it. Well, what about the next sci-fi like show? Because I figured you guys would like. Do you remember the show called UFO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like somebody should redo that show. Like somebody out there, one of the fans. Well, they redid V, which was that was pretty good. That girl in it is in the Homeland. Is in Homeland. Super hot. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Yep, Marina Bukharin. She is just great. Marina Bukharin. I don't even know. She looks great as an alien. As a she was in uh, Firefly, the Joss Whedon space so western show. Redo Alien Nation. 
Just so people will get your reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Alienation was great. I gotta stop re- making that reference. <laughs> Alienation. Every time I bring it up in that joke, it's like I took crowds that would I would think would get it. They never get the Alienation reference. I think that one might have slipped through the cracks for some people. Yeah. But it's a fucking great movie. James Conn's great in that. Manny Patinkin. Yeah. Love it. Now, what do you think about Star Trek? Do you think they'll ever make another movie or not? They are making another movie. Oh, really? Yep. They're making a sequel to the to the reboot. And there are rumors that Seth MacFarlane wants to relaunch the television portion of Star Trek. Really? Yeah. He's Seth already MacFarlane? doing the Yeah. He's oh, already doing the Flintstones? Yeah. Or the Jetsons. As the live action. He's already doing animation? the Flintstones uh, as live action. Dana Gould was talking to somebody about, about doing the, he's the, a great uh, joke the Jetsons. He's a great joke Phenomenal writer. joke writer. But he was like he was talking about how he was they wanted him to pitch for the Jetsons, and he uh, he had all these ideas of just making it like a if the reason they're all high up in the sky is because of the apocalyptic wasteland below, and that's why they're all up there because the humans fucked up everything. And he wanted the you know uh, what's that guy to do it? He just had like all these great ideas of how dark it would be. That was like a short pitch. Yeah. Thank you very much. Who was yeah, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. looking for an airplane? No, type, but kind I, of PG thirteen, a soft thirteen. No, I like this. I like the road. Like, did you read that book? No. You yeah. should read the book because the book is better than the movie. But the movie is pretty good. If yeah, you're a white great. man, I am. We all are. White man. That's a white man. Like we're all pretty fucking Breaking white. Breaking Bad is another white man. White like man. you know, like Son of Sons of Anarchy. Very white. Very white. That's a little too white. That's for a little me. too white. That's yeah. a little you know. Put the hood away. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that Breaking Bad is like dead on. That's like you. I'm looking forward to Hell on show. Wheels. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. That's cool. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think it's come out. It hasn't come out yet. It's it just there's Next been a week, right? there's been a hole in my soul since Deadwood. Oh, kind of fucked me show. sideways by not ending. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I need another contemporary Western. That was the worst not ending ever. Do you remember? Uh, they got the, the two posses together. Like, you know, there's going to be a war in the town. And then like, oh, no, we're going to go do John of Cincinnati for. Uh, <laughs> but it was, was great. John of Cincinnati. Was, really? I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see one episode of John of Cincinnati. And then I think I was like, schwa. And we're then having, uh, uh, we're having you love surfers that are also Jesus, or you yeah, don't. or you just don't. <laughs> well, you all just surfers don't know, think they're Jesus. Yeah, it's if true. you're a Messiah. Surfer, oh God, yeah, that was the plot of that shit. Yeah, that was a cool like because you, you'd have to have a successful show on the air to get that on the air. Yeah, you'd have to be like, what's your next idea? All right, surfers who are Jesus. Okay, done. No, uh, sorry, no, whatever. No, it's not going to happen. I have a hit show already. Oh, all right, yes. <laughs> do whatever you want. See, like I've never seen a whole episode of uh, Survivor. Or uh, what, what was the island show? Lost. 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 Yeah. The the uh, what's we call it? The, I thought Survivor <laughs> was the re- reenactment live version. Well, that's kind of going back to what Chris was yeah. saying about the. the po- oh no, that's the, the other way around. It was the other way around. They yeah, always yeah. do the reality version. They're like, hey, this is kind of a like. I'm actually uh, half life. Half life. Do you play? Do you play video games? Do you play video games at all? I wish I. Uh, I'm playing like still. Um, uh, what's we call command and, commander and generals? Uh-huh. Remember that one? No. From like the 90s. Like oh, we're still fighting the Russians in that one. Oh, Command and Conquer was yeah, it? Command and Conquer. Yeah. It's some weird. You know, I can only imagine. <laughs> still fighting like, communists. Yeah, it was yeah, some weird. You know, before the wall has before, to come before down, the wall came down. Uh, well, the wall's down now. Shit. Well, let's shoot zombies. <laughs> no, I, I know you guys must have like the ultimate hookup with games here. Like, what's the Halo? No, is that Halo, over? Well, ba- the music's let's see, good. Let's see what's coming out. Well, Battlefield Three, Arkham City, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is coming out uh, very soon. Modern Warfare Three is coming out like next week or something, right? Uh, I don't know. I do next week. And what what's the uh, premise of that game there? Uh, it's Call of Duty, but it's uh, a modern sort of the world is at war. 
With kind a, of thing like London is destroyed, Boston is destroyed, and uh, it's you know modern weapons, and uh, you go do something. Yeah, you have task well, who, missions. Who are you fighting in that one? You're fighting, I believe, a generic terrorist threat. Oh, that's cool. That's and then you can, get, you, you can get zombie packs in a lot of games, like Red Dead Redemption. You can get that's the zombie pack, one, yeah. and you just you run around the you old west and shoot zombies everything. Yeah. and everything. I'm, I'm waiting for the Madden zombie pack where you can fucking yeah, play the, the zombie stealers or something. Still mm. love Portal 2. I think it's my favorite, one of my favorite, not just games, things of all time, Portal wow. 2. Mm-hmm. Arkham City was so good, though. Wow. You're excited for the uh, debut. Would you camp out for, like, an iPhone? No, no, no. Yeah. That's no. weird. I saw that in New York people. I'm like, what is, is this taking back the Wall Street? That's no, funny. I'm trying to get a new iPhone. Well, the funny thing about it is that if you just I'm order help, it, if you Street order it online, they'll deliver it to your home the day it comes Here's out. the other <laughs> funny thing is... That weekend it came out, Saturday, I was in, we were in New York, and I just was in, I'm walking down Lexington Avenue, I saw an AT&T store, I walked in and said, hey, you guys got the new iPhone? And they go, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the genius of what, what the, the Apple spell. You yeah. didn't have to wear a thermal suit Nothing. or yeah. anything. I literally, it was an afterthought, I just happened to be walking by, I even did a double take because no one was in the store, and I came back and I looked at the guy and I walked in. I enjoy when people bring me things, and so I just had it delivered to my home, which required no outdoor yeah, but even time. Still, if you missed the delivery window on that, like the 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 you know twenty hour window of being to get able to get it that day, the wait was like it's now up to like a thirty day wait if you're to order it. What online. are those people going to do? That's the worst know. thing that's ever Look, happened to a person. I'm supposed to use my, use my four? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Day four, I'd be chewing off my own leg. I don't know why. I'm not attached to anything, but I'd just be freaking out. Is there an app that can tell you when they're ready? That you can download. It probably is, actually. Yeah, yeah the Apple, Apple Store app, app probably yeah. does. Like a big countdown, you know. That would be <laughs> Your phone's ready. I like I like the app of the Compass, like where you can download a Compass just in case, that you know, there's no power or anything, so you yeah. can use it. Because, you, know. <laughs> you know, every, everyone knows direction now by uh, by north, yeah. south, east, and west. Yeah, latitude and longitude. Just I never case, really yeah. figured north, south, east, west out until I got to L.A. just because it's so geographically... It really sucks here with that drive. It's, it's just like geographically, you know, that's the ocean. That's the way from the ocean. That's the hills, and then that's, that's how I grew up. That's like, Disneyland. That's, that's how I grew up in Hawaii. Like it's oh, like you know cool. that way the ocean, that way the you know, yeah yeah. I, yeah you grew up in Hawaii. Yeah, I was born and raised there. Wow, but, that's neat. What was the deal? What was that about? Uh, uh, my parents fucked, and then I uh, no, were you in the military or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. My dad was from there. Uh, Did he run a pineapple plantation? I'm gonna go through every stereotype. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did he? Was he the outrigger canoe um, tester guy? He did. He did paddle. He did. He did was do a little paddle. Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, his his team won the Molokai race. Uh, they had the title for like oh, 20 years. So you grew up during what the 80s? Yeah. So th- was Magnum PI shooting in the island? Yeah, there? actually, uh, like my dad was in an episode of Magnum PI. What uh, the hey, fuck? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. There was like a there was a uh, there was a baseball match at the end, and uh, baseball match, a baseball game. Uh, but it was uh, it was like high stakes, and then uh, Magnum tries to steal home, and then my dad's the was the catcher, and so it's like the slow mo scene that's of my dad awesome. tearing off his mask. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, my dad. Uh, every time the ball was hit, he would tear off the catcher's mask. Just because he wanted to get his face on there. That's really funny. Yeah. That so I come cool. from a long line. So of was that, they were hitting, with a, they were hitting a bamboo yeah. stick and a coconut, right? Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah, yeah very... exactly. Um, that, that's got to be great though, because I, the, I bet you the island is just crawling with extras from that Hawaii Five O, the original. Now the new one, <laughs> Lost. Yeah, right? Lost. There's there. a ton of people. Yeah, so yeah. Must be like all these like and it's, it's like Park. New Zealand, like yeah. waiting to be a Hobbit. You know, yeah, like yeah. come on. Well, that was that was what's uh, kind of cool about the original Hawaii Five O is that they how many just local people they use, local actors, and that's what kind of makes that show. Well, it's a, a lot easier bit. than they were gonna, hiring people and bringing them in. They were yeah, going to yeah. call it Broken English, Pigeon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of 
Watch out, McGarrett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Behind you. <laughs> I have a slightly Japanese. There's yeah, a Pacific rim. I just know that my words are very stilted. I'm wearing a dark suit. It's 80 degrees out. Yeah. I'm not so, a There's a, a. I watched a couple episodes of the new Hawaii Five O, and they've uh, they've had like they brought in just Polynesian looking actors from you know the mainland yeah. to be in it, and it's just like they they're trying to speak pigeon. And it just doesn't sound bird. good. And like, there's one guy's like, I didn't know you spoke bird. Like, no one fucking calls it bird. They call it pigeon. Oh, they do Everywhere now. calls it pigeon. You've been gone for too long. Well, the yeah, girl yeah. from uh, Battlestar Galactic is in that. The hot Asian girl. With yeah. Trisha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No, 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 not Trisha Helfer. Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. You should get her on the show. All right, I'm going to get her on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where That'll did you. Nerd Dream. Where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Another island called Long Island. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any fancy but we basically didn't speak english there it was all groaning yeah. and moaning bitching and moaning but yeah i'm from the east coast so that's why i always find people from hawaii who are you know not uh in the military or whatever like yeah just like what's it like there i mean dog the bounty hunter gives it kind of a weird slant. that's actually the closest it's ever come to be like it's like that's the best portrayal of hawaii is dog the bounty hunter really just a fucking fun. bunch of places that look like slums you know, near the ocean. That's oh, all that's, it really is. Eddie Kamehameha, are you home? Yeah, yeah. The first episode <laughs> I watched, there was like, they're like, it's like our assailant is a guy named Jonah, and it, the last name was Ramos, but he's a Jonah Ramos. And I was like, I was like, oh fuck, that's weird. <laughs> and then you just hear a knock on yeah, the door. Yeah, it's like, ah. it's like, I've said, never done math. When Dog the Bounty Hunter holds up a picture and says, "This guy looks dangerous," he always means black. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah. yeah it's not helping. That's my observation about Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's <laughs> yeah. not helping him out at all. Listen, brother. <laughs> I've been with you, bitch. Go with Christ, like bro. I like when he yeah. talks him down. Go with Christ, bro. About God. I've been with you, bitch. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm coming tonight. Is it a uh, dangerous tie? What? It's a black tie. I just said my words were black. <laughs> it's a dangerous tie, man. Right now, you're just trying to sell uh, oregano with the rat poison on it. But it's going to be meth. It's going to you know, yeah, like, go. He's catching him before it's even a crime. It's like, hey, where are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a pre- I'm a precog now. Precog, precog crime. It's a precog but I crime. Find, I, every time someone says they grew up uh, in or around New York City, I was, I was, I, that blows my mind. I was like, how, how's that work? I was going to say we're pushy dicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 not bad. I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of clubs on Long Island, or there used to be. Governors is like the big club, like oh, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld, and Pips, which no longer is around. That was a big club, but Hawaii never has any comedy clubs. That's John the- Lovitz tried to start one. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work because the people that live there don't care about comedy. They don't care. They don't care about comedy outside of like you know. Like you know, racial they, comedy. Oh, the group. I thought it was just like their group of friends. They're yeah. like surfer culture. So it's like what yeah. they find hilarious is like you know. But it's all like all the comedy there. Like the comedians that are big in Hawaii are all like you know. It's all just like you know. Oh, what did the Filipino guy say to the Portuguese guy? It's all well, stuff like that. Yeah, I can understand that. And so, well, like, what did know, he say? Well, uh, hey, we're both from different cultures. Why can't we come together to find common ground? Boo! What guys, Boo! please. But Please, then, but like you know, big con- like you know, Gaffigan went there and he said it was fine. But like you know, oh well, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Didn't Sinbad shoot that, that special place. there? Yeah. What? But didn't Sinbad shoot that special there? No, or? that was a that was in like that was in like the. Does that Bahamas make me geographically racist? Like yeah. Do you start on the big <laughs> island, or do you like work your way down the chain, like as a comic? Do you first start out? What's the big, the littlest island? The little, like, well, yeah, the big island Japan? would be the the country. So you okay. work out in the country. Yeah. You got to be more proud of your state. I mean, come on, the president's from there. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I went no, to, he's like, not, I went to school near where he went. To, I know that whole area no, he grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything on Lanai? No, any any clubs on Lanai? Yeah. No, nah, there's just a couple hotels. So the leper and, colony? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear That's that? Molokai. All that refuse from the uh, tsunami. It's coming. it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, 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 I know. In three to five years, dude. Yeah, I know. Three to five! <laughs> that night, that fucking... That's... Do we have time for the sandwich? <laughs> I don't know. It's three... To five years. Go ahead. What are we going to do? I love time jokes more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love anything that involves math, like in a joke. Really? Yeah. What other like jokes? My, what are the math what, jokes? My joke was the uh, flying to Australia. You get there the day before. You call yourself and go, don't come. And everybody would, everybody did like versions of that. But I, I definitely know that was like, I did that joke. And then when I worked at SNL, they're like, Lord Michaels likes that joke because he had like a different like version of that joke himself. I'm like, I didn't know this guy did comedy, you know, you but forget I forget like, about that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, but I love any kind of joke like where it's like time zones and like just time. Shit, yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. No. I mean, Weird, you know, I, I know you guys love a good racial Portuguese. Uh, yeah, no, man that's, war joke, that's a winner. How long did you work on SNL? <laughs> uh, how long did I work there? Yeah. They had me on the payroll for a year, but I'd say I actually worked there maybe six weeks. Then really? I gave up. You just yeah. didn't submit anything. No, I, I would. You always had to submit, but I. They never made any of my stuff, and I didn't really know how to write sketches. Like you guys are probably all like great sketch writers. No, I'm not a good Jonah is. <laughs> Jonah is. There's always that point uh, to the like, He Jonah is. I'm not. A, I'm not a good sketch writer. But sketches. That, sketches. That, I didn't start off. It's hard writing yeah. sketches. Endings are the worst. Ending. Ending a sketch. That's the, yeah, yeah. Is that's the worst. Job, man. Dave, one, Anthony, uh, Dave Anthony, I read one of his sketches he's once. He's a great, he's another yeah, funny dude. Yeah, he's a really funny dude. But uh, one of his sketches, it was just like it ended with the guy turning to the camera. It was all, you ever realize how hard it is to end a sketch? You really don't know <laughs> yeah, how I to like do that. it. You need an explosion <laughs> or something like that. Well, that's why, that's, that's what, you know what Python said, like why their sketches always bled into one another. Like, because endings are really hard. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's why they would just sort of. And yet that turned right. into brilliance. So right. like, well, yeah, well, they would spin, you know, like not ending a sketch and stopping it, but spinning off a tangent into another sketch or, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, Even SNL, they fucking. They fade out their sketches. They go, yeah. go, what? And then it kind of pulls back, and they just pantomime talking. You know? There's no fucking song. Oh, the music yeah. comes up. Yeah, yeah, the music yeah. yeah. Saves it. That's what makes, you know, commercial parodies, like, some of the best sketches, because it's fucking, you just, it's just the tight fucking package. Yeah. And it's a parody thing. It's just easy. But uh, think about it. That's, like, 30 seconds of, like, just, like, images in someone's head with a message. Yeah. But, like, the, the, when they drag out those sketches, like, 6, 12, whatever minutes, yeah. that's, like, death, man. But that's what was so good it. also about uh, about Chappelle's show is that he got rid of any setup that needed to be done Great. in a sketch. It was Great the best, best idea for a sketch. It was just like, hey, we'll just have a really charming stand-up, uh, talk about the premise, and then go, and then we made a video. And then so you, like, you skip the front part of the sketch mm-hmm. where you're, like, doing all the fucking... Oh, yeah, You yeah, get yeah. the best sweaty, parts of both. You know, yeah. yeah. No, that that is definitely I'd say one of the top sketches ever made was the Chappelle show. Yeah, oh, I think easily, it's yeah. Bill Brennan who also does comedy. I like I give him a lot of credit for like finding the look. Yeah, yeah. I like just Chappelle is just, I he he's another guy who I believe is a great comic. Neil, like, yeah, you know, or Chappelle. Really he's like just in, inherently great at what he does, and like uh, you know I, I watched him like from when he was fifteen to like when he became famous or whatever, and like as a comic he was really really always like focused and centered in what he. Like wanted to do, I'm talking about on stage, you know, like just like no. amazing, you know. So when people go like, you know, who, what, what makes like a great comic? It's like this guy at 15 was better than me at 35, and I was like, this guy's just like, you know. I remember seeing an old special with uh, it was it was almost it was like a news show or something, and they were they profiled Chappelle in like 97 or 98, and it was yeah. like you know he'd just walk out into an open space in a park or something and just start doing jokes and then a crowd would come around I heard that about todd glass too i heard todd would just like uh pull his truck up somewhere 
uh, in Philly, and then like just start doing. I've comedy. never heard Todd say that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. William Stevenson was like one of the original like street performer guys with uh, uh, Charles Barnett, who's like a, a legend, you know, like in the New York scene especially. But uh, <clears throat> he was like up for SNL with Eddie Murphy. At one oh wow! Point. Oh shit! They went with Eddie Murphy instead. And you can see why. <laughs> hey, you did all right. The rest is blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> so, uh, any anything else as we as we kind of glide? Yeah, I know. I feel like I've like like it's like a bad Amtrak trip. Like, no, not oh, at all. Who wants to hear the old man with the old stories? No, are you kidding? We do. Listen, yeah. my, uh, the only reason I, I feel like I've been holding back a little bit because I don't want to because in my head I keep going, oh, poor poor Tell's probably told these stories you know a million times on shows before. But there, you know, there's so many things that I want to know about, like, like you know, the clubs you started in and who you started with, and when you kind of started to feel those things on stage start to come together, and when everything made sense to you. I want to know all that stuff, but I, I just... smell it to be continued. <laughs> and then on I song... smell it after after podcast. On in, in Vegas, yeah. he went to the pawn shop that is now Pawn Stars. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. And I, I like to feel that I, uh, you know, whatever. I think you now, those, those guys Get don't a like great because I, I, I would always leave the bit going like, man, that could be its own show. It's like, <laughs> everybody's so exhausted. It's like four in the morning. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I'm just saying. I'm, you, know. <laughs> you also, when you were in Hawaii, you did, um, you, you didn't. That was one of our hardest shows. But I it was bet. A good show. But like uh, you did, it, you went and drank at the uh, the hideaway. Yeah, that, that's a great bar. That's a great. It's the best bar. With it's like the, a punk uh, rock bar in Hawaii. That is a great bar, and it's like in between these buildings. It's a really weird little you, spot. We, we lucked out with that bar because they had the crazy shots. Do you remember? Yeah, they, they have like crazy shots. I used to have to sneak in there with a fake ID. Oh, well, growing up there, yeah, 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 yeah. right. But uh, did any of that Magnum PI magic work? You know, it's like, I know Rick and TC. <laughs> you should. Because Rick should. owned a restaurant there. The guy played Rick. Yeah. Your dad yeah, yeah. should just bring a catcher's mask with him and take it off whenever he goes hey, in anywhere. Hey, it's Magnum's catcher. Hey. Let this fucking guy in. He's the guy that tagged that out Magnum. Magnum. Oh, oh, we hate yeah. him. And then you got to you got, you got mime hitting a ball so your dad can pull the mask off. So they're like, oh, Still I way see it. I know who it is. <laughs> I'm older, so when Magnum P.I., like Tom Selleck, was our kind of like, uh, uh, Jason um, Statman. Who's Say, the guy? Statham. Statham. Yeah, Are you trying like, to say that he's my? Yeah, that's what I'm, I always like you. insulting the younger generation. <laughs> he's like our Rick. Like he, he was like to your Rick Reynolds or your <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds. For, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. I don't even know anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like your Shia LaBeouf. Oh and, yeah, okay, no, I get it. But you don't really. By the way, he's a great actor. That kid, Ryan Reynolds. I, no, Shia LaBeouf. I think he's great because the Transformer movie that was a money drop let's face it everybody oh, yeah. wants to own like a mansion but in um, wall street never sleeps that i thought he did really good in that he was intense money never sleeps money's whatever yeah. i'm sorry i'm an old man can we be honest though wall street never sleeps either yeah. Dave, well you, I, I slept a little during the movie it was well, a little now, they, now that they're <laughs> occupying it they sleep a lot like <laughs> eight nine hours do a day. you uh, do you really think you're old you're not old yeah, you're 46 yeah, years old God. that's not old well all my comic friends are dead but, uh, you know, I mean, like, honestly, Mitch Hedberg, uh, Geraldo, you know, uh, oh, recently, man. like, they're all, you know, like, you know, you don't, you know, whatever. But those are those are unnatural causes, though. Well, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's just sad to, to lose all those guys that you started with because uh, they know all the, you know, they were so much fun and, like, so cool. And, you like, now you're, like, you never feel like you're doing them justice, like, talking about them. Like, because you never can say enough Then people are like, oh, he's just saying that. But it's like. Truly, honestly, like in my, to me, they they are always be like legendary. Like I, I just hope that people don't take away that you know that that young comics don't take away that the thing that made them great was the addictions that they had. You know what I mean? Like because oh, they are right. they're sort of 
That's what made them really fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> they were great. They were great. They would have been great couches. It held them back no from fun. being great. <laughs> but they were all. They all went too soon. But uh, that, that's the yeah. point. It's like you know. It's like either you're you know, either you're you know both feet in, or you gotta like you know hang out and watch the watch the party. I guess I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I think now I'm I, getting sad. No, I know <laughs> it's sad. I mean, I think I said this maybe when when Tom Wilson came on that. As as much damage as Sam Kinison did to himself, it was a fucking car accident. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The ironic death. Weird. That he probably should have died a thousand times from the amount of drugs Honestly. in his system. I know, right? How yeah. do you? How did you? How did you sort of? St- how do you steer clear of? Uh, well, Jesus. You- <laughs> <laughs> Big glass of pineapple juice from Hawaii. Surfer Jesus. No, yeah, surfer Jesus, and um, I don't know. Uh, kickboxing is my new heroin. Uh, <laughs> kickboxing. I like to get up really early as a trainer comes to my house. And we both just stare at each other. <laughs> I like these trainers that like show up people's houses at four in the morning. You know, I'm going to work you out for two hours. This is weird. On your way out, like, please don't look like a male prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> other he people puts are up, up and kind of creeps out. The guy next to you is just going to his regular job. Yeah. There's some guy wearing, you know, sweatpants with a weird stain just on his chest. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> we were working out. I pay my trainer and crumple the Is that pills. weird? Because I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I am the, one of the least homophobic people in the world. Which and makes yet, you the most homophobic person. No, it doesn't. Yeah. sit yeah. on my lap. No. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. Go ahead. And yet, if if I'm like if I'm uh, if I'm with a dude and like as I do have a trainer, and if we like we go to get smoothies or something afterwards, there's a little part of me that's like, I wonder if they think if we're together. Like it doesn't bother me if they do, but the fact that I even well, think about it. If you're not homophobic, like, you'll let me put a dick in your ass, right? I mean, oh, wow. say, I mean you know, it's an airtight I'm case. Just saying. It's airtight. What kind of questioning are you doing here? That that's would right, right for the balls. It is an airtight. <laughs> but I like it's an how smoothies is that a treat? Like or I don't know. I don't know. Have you yeah. ever had a smoothie? Oh, they're delicious. They are. Is it always crunch? Or, or like sometimes it's like you know, hey, let's just make some cookies and hang out and watch a movie. Sometimes, yeah, it's just like a apron pantsless, you know, just watching uh, <laughs> Sophie's Choice together, you know, on a couch on a yes, Sunday afternoon. Saturdays. What is that? Problem? Well, the weird thing is with with the trainer when they go like, does it, does your back hurt? And then they'll give you like some stretch for it, and it's always something like homoerotic. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like now just take your foot and the heel, like put it yeah. like. Like just like have it like lick your asshole like a tongue. The base of your oh, chakra is, is under your balls, and so we're gonna have to we're gonna work Thank that out. Listen, but you know what though? If the res- if results don't if results work, hey, right if P90. results work, hey, you guys <laughs> can't see it at home, but I'm doing <laughs> 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 When you have your own hand thing, that's when you know you're evil. Thanks for having me, guys. David, really thank you so much for coming on. It was a real pleasure. It was. It's funny. I don't think we've ever really met. No, we never have. You know, because I thought you. I thought. I thought whatever, but then I. remember remembered you from your show that you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. I'm sure oh, that's that why you asked me if I was But we've never met, yeah. and you, I've seen at the clubs. So yeah. That's what yeah, so, and th- so anytime you want, come by Meltdown. They do a great Wednesday night stand-up show. It's fun. I'd love and, to and do it. You were great. I would definitely yeah. love to do it. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Thanks, guys, for having me. That was, that was fun. Great. Yeah, that was a fun time. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.